everybody. Sorry I'm late. A sheriff mishandled the case of my child. And so to get back at him, I decided to put up three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> You're listening to This Film Is Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make uh, our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. With me as always is my co-host, Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late. I was honoring my father by fighting in the community. Just one return to the States. <laughs> and with us this week is our very special guest, Mr. Brendan Duran. Uh, hey, sorry I'm late. I um, was uh, headed to work, but uh, my my son wished I could never tell a lie again, so that's led me to be in all kinds of crazy mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's especially hard since yeah. you're a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I know! Hilarity ensues. Oh, the pen is red. Uh, Son of a bitch, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome, Brendan. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this week, we are doing Time Cop, the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic from 94, I want to say. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, this was one, Brendan, when, when we uh, asked you to be on the show, you basically said, I don't have a preference. I just want to do a B movie that's sci-fi or horror. Uh, did this fill that requirement? Oh, yeah. I just, uh, it doesn't, like, my favorite part about the genre is that you can really get away with whatever you want, you know? Logic be damned. Uh, logic be van damned. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. It's great. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, what's not to like, honestly? Yeah, I loved, so... Uh, to get ready for this, obviously, uh, we rewatched it as well, and I had seen it, but it had been feels like years. Like it felt like watching it for the first time again. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. It, it surprisingly wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I think you were dead on, Chris, when you you know explained that it is a traditional B movie. Like it's not terrible, but it's also not great. Yeah, and. Uh, I also didn't really remember this from a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme's mm-hmm. hits. Yeah. I guess it's all Bloodsport and Street Fighter. And yeah. It got my attention. But Brandon, uh, what what compelled you to do this specific movie? Or what's your, like, what's your connection to Jean-Claude Van Damme? I, I, this is the first Van Damme movie I'd ever seen. Ever. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, that is super enjoyable. And, like, I feel like there's something about 90s movies that is just, like, the sweet spot between mm-hmm. 80s and the aughts of, like, low, like, like high-ish production value, but, like, everything is kind of ridiculous. Like, nothing's yeah. really that well written. Um but fuck it, you know? And then, like, you know, once the odds hit, everything is just, like, overproduced and poorly yep. written. Yep. Um, and it's too clean, you know? But, like, in the 90s, you still got, like, some practical effects and some, like, you know, the best example is, like, The Matrix. Like, The Matrix is, like, the, like, peak 90s action movie in yeah. all ways. Like, it's great. Like, it's got practical effects, 
but even the computer effects are uh they don't take too much away like even today like everything seeps yeah, into yeah. everything seeps into uncanny valley territory these days yeah. uh unless you like try really mm-hmm. hard to do practical effects right and even then like like these new Star Wars movies, uh, oh, yeah. they try to do like a lot more practical effects and puppetry and stuff like that, but there's still plenty of uncanny there's valley so moments much, yeah. Um, yeah. that, I don't know, I feel like the 90s hits really like a really nice sweet spot. Well, the 90s is like the best decade for movies, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a well that we're probably going to keep going back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the, let's do, uh, let's go ahead and read through our own versions of what we think Time Cop 2 uh, could have or should have been, or maybe still could be. Uh, We're going to get started with, I think, uh, Steve, your version. Why don't you tell us about your version? Sure. I made a trailer for the film that is called Time Cop 2 Time's Up. Uh, I also realized the political connotations of this after I had written it, but I'm still sticking with Time's Up because I'm just thinking of like just a, like big bold letters popping up on the screen, super 90s. Uh, none of this is political, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is all stupid 90s action genre. Okay. All right, so uh, here are the roles. I'm going to be the narrator. Uh, Brandon, can you do the stage directions? I've underlined all of them. Um, I'm also going to do Max Walker, who is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, Oh, I can't wait to hear your impression. Chris, can you do President (laughs) McGreedy? Yeah. And uh, Olgar the Horologist? Uh, And then then Mason Hatcher. Okay. Uh, And then, Brandon, you'll be... Uh, along with the stage directions, you'll be Barum T. Jacobson and Titanium Toes. <laughs> Great. Great names. I love these characters already. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do it. In a world where the future is dystopian and everything has gone to hell, one man will lead us to prominence again. Jean-Claude Van Damme returns as Max Walker, the world's greatest time cop, to avenge the mistakes of humanity's past. When the president went back in time, he changed everything. When he stole the time-traveling technology, he also stole something else. Our future. When yet another greedy politician tries to change the course of time for personal gain, Max is there to stop him. Again, except in the first act where the bad guys stop Max. Again. Time cop, you're not even a federal agent. <laughs> Looks like the big hand is finally going to meet the little hand. McCready shoots at Max as he runs and dives out of the Oval Office window. Michael Douglas shines as the tick in our hero's side. But this time... <laughs> <laughs> the bad guys don't have some weirdo-looking goons. He's got top-notch goons. That's right. The greatest team of goons that the 90s and our budget can assemble. Wesley Snipes is Barum T. Jacobson. I used to work as a meter maid. It looks like your time has expired. <laughs> Barum rips a parking meter from the ground and swings it at Max's head as he ducks. Dolph Lundgren is Oligar the Horologist. Looks at clock running, ticking down. 
if he runs out of time, he runs out of time. And last but not least, check out this red-haired beast. Chuck Norris is Titanium Toes. Max and Titanium Toes are roundhouse kicking at each other. A flurry of missed kicks happen. Each one misses twice, grunting and yelling before connecting with each other's foot. They both yell. Ah! Ah! Remember Max Walker's wife and unborn child? Remember how they annoyingly got in the way of Max kicking more bad guys in the face? Well, not this time. What do you all have in common with the speedy clock repair service? Watch out! (laughs) Max kicks two red shirt goons in the face with the same roundhouse kick, followed by the split kick to two other red shirt goons. All four red shirt goons get kicked so hard, they fall backwards and fall out of four individual windows to their death at the same time. But just because his dumb wife is out of the picture, she dies in the first 10 minutes, but for good this time. He isn't alone. Meet Mason Hatcher, a rogue CIA operative with one thing on his mind. Vengeance. You killed my family too. I was just as bad as you do. McCready is uh, hiding out here in London. Word on the street says his HQ is at the top of Big Ben. Well... Then, looks like someone is about to get their bell rung. This 125-minute thrill ride will fly by as you rock out to hits from Pink Floyd, Hootie and the Blowfish, Semisonic, and many, many more. Max is hitting the goons with two sticks. He whoops their asses viciously, looks around expecting more goons to attack, but nothing. Looks like I've got... Looks into the camera. Too much time on my hands. (laughs) Mason breaks a guitar over a goon's head. Mason grins. What can I say? I just still like the old time rock and roll. Max and Mason watch as McGreedy is gripping the big hand of Big Ben. The big hand moves down and McGreedy falls to his death. How long have you been waiting for this moment? Oh, for the longest time. (laughs) Did we just spoil the ending for you? We sure the hell did, because this summer, who has the time? Rated R for adults and teens that are cool enough to sneak into the theater without getting caught. So just fucking do it, nerd. Nerd. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) That was... That was absurd. I, it felt like, uh, real. Yeah. Well, it felt it felt like what was that Rush Hour Two? Was that the one or Shanghai Shanghai Noon Two, where they go to Britain and it's it's just that's action Shanghai, action comedy. That's the, yeah, it's the Shanghai series. Yeah. <laughs> Is Jackie Chan would, one of your characters? I would, watch, uh, He's like I would watch. He's like I would watch a hundred and twenty minutes of of uh, a movie, but that was paced. Uh, that was paced like this. That was like this trailer. Yeah. This cutting, you know, cutting this quickly between scenes for a hundred and twenty minutes. Uh huh. Nonstop. <laughs> I could. I could guarantee you a uh, hundred and thirty of those minutes are roundhouse kicks. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. Can the roundhouse kicks get their own? Uh, 
Can they get their own oh, billing? I've got 70 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Half of the movie. What, did, what did you say? I'm sorry. Can, can the roundhouse kicks get their own billing? Yeah. Oh, of yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's it's very, like, like when he, like, in my mind, when he walks in to, like, go to his, his day of work, like, the boots are sitting there in the, in the mm-hmm. locker, but, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a glow to them. The poster for this movie is just boots. <laughs> <laughs> About to hit you in the face. Especially the Chuck DVD- Morris's, because his yeah. are made out of titanium. Yeah. <laughs> On the DVD extras, I just want, like, interviews with the boots. Yeah. <laughs> I want like a uh, uh, boot commentary. Uh-huh. Oh, these boots are in the Smithsonian. <laughs> right next to Fonzie's jacket. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Let's do, uh, we're going to move right along to uh, my version, which um, I'm pulling it up now. It's just called Time Cop 2. I couldn't settle on a like a, reg, a regular title for it. Uh, I had a couple of suggestions for uh, subtitles, including. Let me see if it's gonna load here. Oh, come on now, computer. Well, that's okay. There's always. Oh, here it is. Okay, so. Uh, some of my possible subtitles for Time Cop 2 were Never Look Back and Return to the Past, which has sort of like a Back to the Future vibe to it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, and then I think there could notice. be a great tagline of his future came back to haunt him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this one is uh, just a scene. It's not a whole trailer. It's just a scene. Uh, maybe closer to the end of the movie. I, d- I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, so I've got a few roles here. The photographer, I will play that role. Um, who feels, Brendan, how do you, do you feel strongly about your uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, impression? I really don't, but I'll I think that's shot. even better. Let's have you be uh, Walker, Man, and Splits Walker. Okay. And then, uh, Steve, you'll be Melissa. Okay. That's the Mia Sarah role. Okay? Who? <laughs> <laughs> she was a Ferris Bueller. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is uh, Time Cop 2, Return to the Past. Interior, mall, day. A blue parrot squawks into the camera, and we hear the shutter of a Polaroid camera. Pictures bring back your memories. Melissa takes the photo as Walker gets out of it, gets out his wallet to pay the photographer. Oh, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be happy to have this. Why? I can see into the future. Photographer mm. walks away as Melissa and Walker continue toward onto an ele- uh, escalator. You can see the future. Mm-hmm. What do you see? I see it's gonna rain. We both have the afternoon off. So why don't we go practice some of those words you seem to like so much? As they reach the top of the escalator, a man brushes past them and bumps shoulders with Walker. The man looks exactly like him, only 15 to 20 years older. The man continues on his way, but Walker chases after him. Where are you going? Hey! Hey, you! Walker catches up to the man and is about to put his hand on the man's shoulder when the man suddenly turns around, stopping Walker in his tracks. The man does indeed have the same face as Walker, 
only older. Don't touch me! What? The same matter cannot occupy the same space. Mm -hmm. well, same matter? What are you talking about? Not here. Come. Don't forget her. Man starts to... Yeah, that's a great Jean-Claude Van Damme, by the way. <laughs> Uh, man starts to walk away as Walker goes back to Melissa, grabs her hand, and pulls her along. What's going on? Do you trust me? Yes, of course. Then come on. Walker and Melissa follow the man to a ledge, looking over the floors of the mall below. The man is leaning on the rail. So, who are you? What do you see, huh? Walker looks out over the railing. As he does, he notices several people walking, standing, reading newspapers, standing behind balloons, painting on some scaffolding up high but looking down on the floors below, and riding the carousel while licking ice cream. There's even an old man using a cane near the fountain in the middle of the hall. All of these people are Walker. We even see Walker from 2004 spying in the alcove. Uh, what is this? Who are you? T.E.C.? I'm you. We're all you. There's you from 2004, 2014. So the world didn't end in 2012? Of course not. <laughs> it didn't end in 2000. Just because a calendar ends doesn't mean the world will. <laughs> Although, there was that one thing in 2020. What thing? I can't tell you too much. Butterfly effect and all that. What's going on? In the future, Senator Bicom runs for president and tries to kill us in the process. But that's just the beginning. You see, we stopped <laughs> so him, good. but others came. Just because you changed the past doesn't mean the future won't still happen. Uh, so why are you here? Gunshots ring out and the crowds of people in the mall scream and scatter. One of the walkers is in a gunfight with two goons, one with hair only on the back of his head and the other with hair only on top. Suddenly, several more people reveal themselves as goons, their one defining character trait being their hairstyles. The walkers and goons all battle it out. The old man picks up his cane to reveal it was a gun the whole time. The one on the carousel does a side flip off the carousel and high kicks a goon in the face, sending the goon flying while not spilling his ice cream. And, uh, and he continues to lick that ice cream. The walker with the newspaper suddenly enters the battle with gunshots coming from behind the newspaper while he still holds it with both hands. As the newspaper shreds, it is revealed that he has a robotic arm with two hands. One goon has a walker cornered in front of a lighting fixture store with a knife. As they position and struggle and shuffle and fight, they find themselves inside the store. And as the goon lunges to stab Walker, he jumps and does the splits. And the goon lunges knife first into a socket and gets electrocuted. <laughs> that wasn't very bright. As, <laughs> as more goons find the mall, so too do more walkers. Soon, the mall is nothing but walkers fighting goons. A large goon appears behind Walker, Melissa, and the walker that was guiding them. Both walkers start to battle the goon, but he is too strong for them. Suddenly, Melissa pushes him, and he falls over the rail into the fountain. Eventually, all of the goons are dispatched, and the walkers all congregate near the fountain. A couple of them cheer and high-five, 
causing themselves to liquefy and vaporize. <laughs> the other walkers all take a step away from each other. So, what now? Melissa tugs on Walker's sleeve as she bites her lip. Mm. What? You can't occupy the same space as yourself, but you can occupy me. You sure? I just want to thank my husband for saving the day. All of them. Melissa and the walkers proceed to have a gangbang in the middle of the mall. The carousel walker gives Melissa a lick of his ice cream while they bang. Oh yeah, butter my pecan. Fade to white, end. So that's why you asked me about ice cream puns earlier today. How did that one just narrowly beat out Rocky Road, huh? Yeah, yeah. God yeah. damn. <laughs> if only we had the budget for this. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had the budget for this one. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun writing that. I <laughs> I like that they just <laughs> dumbly high five and kill themselves. <laughs> that and you that wasn't very bright. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh shit! God damn it! Oh, that's good. So that's <laughs> yeah. It ends in a gangbang because why not, right? Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, keep you know. streak alive of movies that end with group sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as it's consensual, it's a post-coronavirus world, right? You know. Yeah, and it's not like she's fine. cheating on her husband. You know. Uh, uh, yeah. No. She's very faithful. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, this still holds up to traditional values, and yes. I appreciate that. Uh, play great in middle middle America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's um, let's just dive in then to Brendan, your version of the Time Cop sequel. Yeah, so I was thinking like this would be a sequel that was made like today. That was uh, like excessively contemporary, um, kind of yeah. like the the new, I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, like the new Purge movies or like all these movies that come out around election season are always yeah. just like they will never be relevant outside of the time that they were created. Uh, yep. So I just wanted to make something uh, kind of like that. Uh, I'll do. Um, huh. I was going to say, before you dive in, Chris, because I was thinking my movie would come out in the late 90s. Chris, when did you see your movie coming out? Oh, I mean, really, it could come out any year. I think I think it's timeless. Okay. All right. That's, um, a, good, that's a good stretch between the three. All right. Sorry, yeah. Brandon. Go on. Oh, uh, yeah. So on this one, uh, we'll have Steve read uh, Travis and the stage directions. Uh, that's the caps and the parentheticals. Uh, Chris will have you play Max, and uh, okay. I'll play Berkeley, the bad guy. Okay. okay. All right. Oh wait, uh, before we begin, what's your movie? Co- give us the title of your movie. Oh, this is a Time Cop Two: The Ohio Decision, based oh. on the uh, straight to DVD sequel of Time Cop, Time Cop Two. 
uh oh shit what is it called oh i've uh, got it here should we watch it real quick it's called like hunters or something right uh let me uh let me just share my screen with you real quick here. Uh, this is... Let's just play it. <laughs> <laughs> time Comfort, the movie, was a non-stop action-packed thrill ride through time. And now, with a new wave of Time Cop... Launch me. The journey continues. Their mission is to protect the past from the present. You got about a 30 minute window before the prison riot starts. I have to make sure you were never born in any incarnation. He's out of his mind. You gotta send me back. Come on, baby. Jason Scott Lee stars in Time Cop, The Berlin Decision. Not bad, Jeffers. Thanks. But he's still standing. Now on DVD and video. (laughs) Stupid. Okay, so I will my I'll self critique right here before we go into it. The only trope that I uh, failed to use was a uh, close up shot of a guy at a computer hacking a mainframe, saying "I'm in." It's <laughs> uh, like a must. It's like a must have uh, uh, staple of early two thousands action films. That's amazing. Uh, give me just a second here before we continue. I'm having some recording difficulties. So, uh, Jason's, yeah, I know. Jason Lee, somebody's hacking into the mainframe on your end, bro. Yeah, well, you know what happened is, uh, it's that, it's that I we played that trailer. We <laughs> learned a valuable is, lesson today yep. about uh, sharing screens just for a bit. <laughs> Chris, I got something to tell you. Yeah. It's not the first time that Time Cop <laughs> 2, the Berlin decision, let down three people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What's Jason Lee up to, huh? <laughs> the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, man, the guy from Miami Connection must have saw that and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, I think we're back in business. All right. Tight. Okay, we're back in business. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Let's go ahead and take it away. Let's get busy. All right, so this is uh, Time Cop 2, The Ohio Decision. Open on a box suite at Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. Suave Berkeley, uh, Suave Berkeley, an investor <laughs> and political strategist, stands alone overlooking the field and sipping a glass of 1959 Don Perignon. He hums, take me out to the ball game. The bat cracks, the crowd cheers, a time portal opens and Max enters. Mr. Walker, I didn't take you for a baseball fan. I'm more of a football fan. Real football. Hmm. You can take the European out of the club, but you can never take the club out of the European, huh? (laughs) Would you like a glass of champagne? Real champagne? No, Mr. Berkeley. It shows his badge. I'm on the clock. I'm afraid there's no Nazi gold stashed under the nosebleeds, Mr. Walker. You know why I'm here. President Winfrey's Time Enforcement (laughs) Commission. (laughs) 
shouldn't have let you travel on an expired time visa. I can't let you bet on the Indians, Berkeley. What's the harm in a little wager, Max? Anything can happen in the world's most exciting sport. <laughs> you and I both know you're putting the future in danger, Berkeley. You and I both know the future is in good hands, Mr. Walker. Two Clinton terms, the first black woman president, and a vaccine for every virus available for just five easy payments of $29.99. <laughs> we ushered in a new golden era. The Weinstein Company produces the best films on the American streaming service. Uber Eats guarantees 15-minute deliveries or the driver is banished. And we raise the minimum wage to 10 bucks and a coupon book an hour. Might I enjoy a little reward for engineering the greatest society? <laughs> Seems to me like you are the one putting 2030 at risk. What's a couple more million dollars to invest in the future? You know, it's not that simple, Berkeley. I know that without me, there is no future. I know that Oprah was the perfect candidate, and I made her campaign more perfect. I know that the United States owes me for everything. And you, Max? Are you serving her by exploding invader children at the border or waterboarding duplicitous elderly terrorists in Guantanamo? No. Here you are, crashing a Patriot's well-earned viewing party of America's greatest pastime. Your badge may say Time Enforcement Commission of America, but your heart stinks of the Communist Party of America. They fight. Travis the server enters. Uh, hello, Mr. Berkeley. It's the ninth inning. I'm doing last call. Whoa! <laughs> Berkeley puts Travis into a chokehold and puts a gun to his head. Max pulls out a gun on Berkeley. Mexican standoff. Let him go. I think not, Mr. Walker. This game will go on as it always has, as it will be recorded for the rest of history. The Cubs will botch a chance to score at the top of the ninth. Ross will lead off of the walk, and Hayward will ground into a fielder's choice to take the Coughlin off the bases. Hayward will steal second and advance to third on a throw to second by Gomez, and will get away from Kipnis. Bays will attempt to bunt with two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Fouling it off for the second out. Fowler will give a false sense of hope, grounding out of play by Lindor to end the top of the ninth. Chapman will come back to the mound for the bottom of the ninth and promptly retire the Indians for a tenth inning with a tie score of 6-6. Six to six. Brian Shaw will almost pitch a no-hitter and swiftly bring the Indians back to the plate. The Cubs bring Carl Edwards Jr. to pitch the most important inning of his career, <laughs> and he chokes. Walks Napoli, walks Mar Ramirez, walks Geyer, and as fate would have it, pitches a ball to Davis that glides over home plate and turns it into a crushing grand slam. Indians win. The Cubs suffer another hundred cursed years without a championship. <laughs> That's fate, Mr. Walker. Nothing will, nothing we do will change that. So is that a yes on another <laughs> glass of champagne, sir? Shut the fuck up! He pistol whips him. Thunder rumbles. Crowd, clouds begin to form. What? What's happening? Why are they putting a tarp out on the field? Rain delay. Let's call a timeout, Berkeley. You don't have to do this. What's a little rain? Why don't we pass the time with a little voter outreach? 
What's your name, boy? Travis. Travis. Such a strong name. Tell me, Travis, are you planning to vote in next week's presidential election? Game starting, Berkeley. I don't know. I I hate politicians. I think they're all crooks. Strike one! (laughs) He hits him again. Stop! Let me ask you, and I'd like to hear the correct answer this time. Who are you voting for on Tuesday? Uh, uh, Trump? Uh, I don't like either of them, but at least he tells it like it is. Strike two! He hits him again. Stop! He pulls out an iPhone 7 at Berkeley. (sighs) What are you going to do? Download a U2 (laughs) album onto my phone? The future has made you soft, Mr. Walker. These are her Madam President's emails from October 2016, Berkeley. Let him go, or I'm transferring the leak onto your iPhone 30. You wouldn't dare, Max Walker. Neither one of us knows what that would do to our future. Let the boy go. I'm 27! I said shut up! (laughs) Hits him a third time and knocks him out. Strike three, Berkeley. Max tosses the iPhone 7 in perfect slow motion into Berkeley's inside jacket pocket, NFC transferring the leaked emails onto his iPhone 30. He releases Travis and stumbles backwards into a table of hors d'oeuvres. Electricity surges throughout his body as he screams and begins to violently implode into himself. He disappears into shrinking into a shrinking smoldering pile of ashes. Travis. Travis, are you okay? He shakes Travis awake. Uh, he mumbles incoherently. What? Well, he mumbles to the point. Uh, uh, sorry, he mumbles and points to the field. The crowd roars. Speak to me, kid. Cubs win. <sighs> Max looks at the field in horror. Oh. Hell yeah. Dang, <laughs> we've changed that, everything. That was... <laughs> That was a nice hearty meal of a scene. Uh, um, Brendan, I I'm gonna take a take a leap of faith here and and assume that you are a Cubs fan. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, You're I'm not. Actually, I'm actually a sad face Astros fan. Oh, Ooh. yeah. yeah. How's that egg feel? Oh man. <laughs> well, okay. Well, still, I uh, what I, what I specifically liked about this is, I mean, there's a ton to like about this, but yeah. uh, as a sports fan, I really like that if there's someone on your team that you don't like, like many Cubs fans don't like Carl Edward Jr. or whatever his name is. They, they've been off of it. I love how you have him blowing the game yeah. in that position. Uh, I thought that was a really creative way to be like, hey, fuck you. Um, but man, that was that was so good. And uh, I kind of kind of want to go to that future where he's our president. <laughs> well, uh, past? Yeah, that was... Uh... That was amazing. Yeah, let's just assume that the Berlin decision never happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, no. Not after reading that. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miramax producers, if you're out there, you know, I can I can work on this. Uh-huh. I can stretch this out. Uh-huh. You know, we got three great minds here to work on this. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna love that after shitting on their their company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually think um, we can sort of. I like to try and find ways to combine all the movies as well. So like, uh, you know, maybe this happens. And then, uh, or maybe this happens like right after he gangbanged his own wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really gives him the energy to go and do this, you yeah. know, because he has to wait around for nine innings before this. <laughs> exactly. Before the scene happens. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys that, uh, that day was one of the best days that I've ever had in Chicago. So I don't know how you started your game seven. <laughs> This is just the this is just the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, this is a you know that was an honest game seven. I'll tell you what. Hell yeah, that was my amazing. my game my game seven 2017. Uh, you know, uh, it was uh, it was euphoric because uh, I'm from Houston. <laughs> I was living in Houston at the time, and the whole city was like flooded for a week and a half, and like it was uh, a huge collective trauma and for us to come back and win after that i yeah. barfed i barfed yeah yeah i, I believe barfed it. on a bar patio it's it the power great. of sports and time cops <laughs> <laughs> uh before we get out of here i did want to ask one thing to see if you guys could figure this out because i really was struggling in time cop when they're going back in time they have to get into this like shuttle and be moved at such a high velocity that they can travel through time but when they get to where they're going they can just like walk in or can they always just walk in and can they just walk out or do they have to also be traveling at high velocity like when they fell down the building yeah i yeah i i I was confused about that because he was just standing there at that at that hearing and then all of a sudden poof and he's fallen down and hits the it's the ground. Um, uh, I think this is a term that we're going to say over and over again on this podcast, but it's it's a party, Marge. It's a party. It's a party. <laughs> uh, listen, I love holes. All right. I love putting stuff in holes. And uh, I don't. So does Max Walker. Against, uh, I don't discriminate against plot holes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I yeah. enjoy a plot hole. <laughs> well, um speaking of you know um max walker and just loving to put things in holes uh i've got to run uh this uh this girl that i've been seeing is involved in some secret like sex cults and i just sort of want to be involved as well so i'm gonna like follow her around and and sneak my way into the orgies that actually is is reminding me i gotta run because a uh a machine, a monster machine has come back in time to 1984 and is chasing me through this nightclub. So I got to get the hell out of here. Um, listen, before I run, can I plug something real quick? Oh, please oh. do. Please plug <laughs> anything. Look, we are dying. We are dying for plugs because there's quarantine and we're like just sitting at home holding our dicks. Yeah, yeah. Plug, plug, uh, plug. I a, well, I can tell I from gotta, yours. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, I uh, I do a podcast where I just like read through baseball transcripts of game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, do, uh, <laughs> I do a weekly uh, do a weekly podcast called Independence Days. It's uh, D A Z E. We do me and a buddy of mine. We do uh, news and current events and hashtag server life. Um, and uh, check it out. It's a good time. We uh, it's we yell at billionaires and talk shit about our bosses. It's great. Hell yeah. Uh, Independence Day. If you want to uh, send me a link to that, I will make sure we plug it in our episode descriptions and and in our advertisements for this show. Yeah, for sure. We're on iTunes, Spotify. You can find us on uh, BarkLeftMedia.com. Hell yeah. How about Podbean? Are you Uh, on Podbean? (laughs) We're not on Podbean. (laughs) They're not on Podbean, Chris. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, say your thing and let's go. <laughs> uh, listen, um, I gotta run, y'all. I just uh, got a shipment of penguins at my door, and I think this is finally gonna be the thing that connects me to my children. <laughs>